The following program is brought to you by the Humble Farmer Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. Thank you for listening. Do you have any sheep? When you have a few sheep, you know this. If you have a few sheep, if anyone in town has sheep they don't want, at two o'clock in the morning they drive onto your farm with a truckload of sheep and they unload them right there. So, 40 so years ago, I had quite a few sheep people had dropped off at my farm. I originally, yeah, originally I got some goats to help me fight back the inevitable encroaching forest, you know, that's taken over so many old main farms. But the goats ate my good fruit trees, they ate the evil bushes, and, they, and then they started in on the buildings, so there was no keeping goats. Probably you know this. Goats are responsible for most of the deserts you see in places like Israel and Africa. Thousands and thousands of years ago, we hear there were, there were great forests in many parts of the world until men gave up hunting and gathering to become shepherds and farmers who raised goats for meat, hides, and milk. Goats kill every living piece of vegetation and then they whine because there is no more. You know, war is expensive and war is unnecessary. If I wanted to bring a country to its knees, I'd send them a boatload of goats and sit back and wait. Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music.
you do. Uh, uh, Scott Hamilton here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. You've, Dave McKenna, of course, there in the background. Blah, 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 blah. You've heard him say it. You should drink eight glasses of water every day. You know, that's about two quarts. Listen to this. The other day, I made a time chart, and I put this chart on the wall, and every hour and a half, I drank a cup of water. Yes. I swilled a cup of water every one and one half hours. Eight in all yesterday from seven in the morning till 5.30 in the afternoon. You should know this. My stomach has howled and growled for years and years. I cough, and I do know that I was not troubled by coughing that day I drank all the water because the contents of my stomach stayed in place, you know, just like it does with healthy young people. So again, although, listen, I'm not saying the same thing will happen if I put down two quarts of water tomorrow. I must admit to having hopes. There's no question, you know this, there's no question, but we are all different. You and I are different. We all have different needs, and it might well be that I'm one of the hapless Maine natives who really does feel better after drinking eight glasses of water every day. Now, if I just accidentally said something that will help you or has helped you, I have earned my keep behind this microphone for today. I am the humble farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Thank you for listening. Looks
Sunny Stitt, Natalie Cole here on the Humble Farmer. People in New York City, did you know that people in New York City who've never been away from home, well, some of them have no idea what's going on in other places, and you might see one sometime that says, hey, hey, tell me about Maine. I've never been to Maine. What's it like up there in Maine? How would you answer them? What would you tell these people that live way down south in New York City? What would you tell them about about Maine? Would you say that to see the real Maine, you'd have to attend one of those outside funerals where friends and family stand around the dearly departed smoking cigarettes? Next to you, if you've been to a funeral, you know what I'm talking about. Next to you, there might be a man wearing a T-shirt with... Family, freedom, and firearms written on this T-shirt in big letters. Because this is, this is how many Maine people honor their dead. Well, welcome to my world. My friend Jason says, I do not believe there are words that could portray to someone who has never left the city what it is like out here in the non-city. If you live down in Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, around that area, and you have been to Maine, what was your first impression? What impressed you the most? I'd like to know. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you.
Scott Hamilton, doo-doo, here on The Humble Farmer, where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time, right here on your favorite station. Thank you for listening. Have you heard people talk about government waste? Have you ever wondered what it was? What is government waste, anyway? Well, please think about this for just a minute. Suppose Social Security were run by a private company. The guy at the top might be getting, what, a hundred million a year? A hundred million a year? And there would be countless other leeches sucking the cream off the top if it were run like a business. If Social Security were run like a private company, there'd be charges of fraud, corruption, and, and incompetence. And you know these charges would probably be justified. If they ran Social Security like a business... Before long, you know this, they'd declare bankruptcy, dump the entire mess in your lap, and slink off to retire in the Bahamas. What is the difference between the government and business? What in government you would call an impeachable offense, in business you would call a common business practice.
Django. And I I always liked that trumpet player. That's a fantastic trumpet player, I think, playing there. have no idea who it is, of course, not that makes any difference. How would you describe Maine to people who have never been up here? Dr. Olga said, to tell people that it is cold and there are lots of mosquitoes and people talk funny. Now, I would have to add that many Maine people can't help the way they talk because, well, they just moved up here and have yet to acclimate. Thank you. 
Scott Hamilton. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. If you're old enough, if you're really old, you might remember a very nasty dance, a nasty dance that came to Maine. I think it came in from somewhere south of the Texas border. I can't remember if it was South America or Central America, but it seems to me it, as it was from down that way. This was back around 1950. So, of course, my memory can be fuzzy when it comes to remembering exactly where it came from. It was called the Dirty Boogie. The Dirty Boogie. You might remember that I once told you that I remember seeing the Dirty Boogie. Oh, I remember it so well. I can see it in my mind right now. I remember seeing the Dirty Boogie executed one night at a dance at our Grange Hall in St. George probably around 1949-1950, we all gathered around in a circle around these two people and watched the sweating couple doing the dirty boogie on the dance floor, our eyes wide with horror. Ten or twelve years later, they, they started calling it the twist. Father Hines. To do here on the Humble Farm, it's time to remind you that you are listening 
to the humble farmer right here on your favorite radio station. With any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Love to hear from you. The big black doggy on this farm protects us from the squirrels. You are lucky if you have a brave dog who is willing to keep squirrels in their place, which, as you know, is running about way up in the air on telephone wires and taking their peanuts up into the trees before eating them. My friend, the boy, has been feeding the squirrels for a long, long time. Every morning, each squirrel gets one peanut. This morning, there were four squirrels out there, so I guess word must get around in the squirrel neighborhood. I took it upon myself, don't tell the boy, but I took it upon myself to give them four more peanuts this morning. Now, these squirrels... Well, they're quite tame. You you might have seen the TV program I made a year or so ago where I tied the peanuts, you know, with a string, put a string on the peanuts, tied them down. string was about 18 inches long, and I nailed one end of the string to the wood pile. So the squirrels would hop down, see the peanuts, they'd grab the peanut, and they'd start to hop off, and it'd snub up on that string when the, when it came taut. And they'd yank and pull on that peanut on the string. They'd have a wicked time until they finally chewed off the string. Anyway, this morning, when I put the peanuts in the bird feeder, a couple of the squirrels wouldn't back off. They're so tame. And I was so close, I was afraid one of the little varmints would bite me. You know, you do not want tame crows, you know why, and you do not want tame squirrels. Well, as I said, luckily, doggy protects us from the squirrels.
Hamilton. Have you ever heard of Brad Terry? Brad Terry lives in Maine. He's a clarinet player. He whistles. And 40 years ago, I played quite a bit with Brad Terry in Camden, the area around Maine. And we went on the road one winter and played jazz concerts all the way across the United States at different universities. I'm going to play some Brad Terry for you when I get done talking here. I don't think, I don't know, you're not likely to hear anything like it. As I said, he whistles. Any performer knows that how you carry yourself onto the stage is important. First impressions on the stage can make or break you. I know this. For years, I've noticed how public figures emerge from airplanes. One morning, I saw rugged young basketball players coming down the steps from an airplane. A few of them 
held onto the handrail when they come down the steps. I'm talking about basketball players, professionals. President Obama and many others who have an image they have to maintain, President Obama, if you'll notice, comes out of an airplane and trots down the steps. Trot, 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 trot. Any man, think about this, any man elected to public office knows that if he were to support himself with a handrail, his detractors would immediately claim that he was senile. Look at him hanging on to the handrail. What does that signify? I once saw a 92-year-old man come running up the steps into our place. Hop, 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 he came up, you know, to show off how spry he was at 92. He tripped on the top stair, and he fell into the house and broke a rib. Now, if you can learn from watching someone else make a foolish mistake, I want you to know that you're smarter than I am. And here's Brad Terry.
kind of exhausting, isn't it? <laughs> Red Dairy. I think recorded out in Chicago with it. With um, Howard Levy, is it, on harmonica? I can never remember which Levy it is. Monster people. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer with any luck at all. I'm here every week at this time playing old-fashioned music just for you. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And I have too much to do. One of the first things I learned to say in Swedish in 1960 when I lived over there was, Oh, you have so much I have so much to do. You have so much My Aunt Sally said this all the time. And I think of her every morning because I have a postcard she sent me. I got this postcard inside the clock that I wind every morning. Of course, back in 1960, I was of the opinion that it wouldn't make a bit of difference if my foster Sally did anything or not. What difference it make if old people do anything or not? So when I don't have time to get the cement or to pour my foot in so to buy the planks to support my new solar panels and make TV programs or cut down the dead oak in my apple trees and plant more carrots and organize my garage or putter with my book or visit with friends or take a shower or take a nap, I do know that it won't make a bit of difference if I do it or not. Well, I didn't get that quite right. Naps do make a difference. I think I'll take one right now. Thank you. 
Scott Hamilton, thank you for listening. Whenever I do you do Facebook, whenever I write a word Facebook hasn't seen before, this word is underlined in red. If I write habitat, make a mistake and write habitat, it is underlined in red. If I write habitat, it is okay. I guess what I'm trying to say is that the spell checker in Facebook gives me tat for tit. My little love there. Do, 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 do. What was I going to say? I was thinking of something just then. Oh, anyway. Does the bite from a hundred pound dog produce the same scar, you know, when they're playing with you as when they are in, seriously trying to bite you? How many times have you been able to tell that some of your friends play with their animals? Just by, you know, just by looking at the scratch and bite scars on their hands and arms. (laughs) 